This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith is the focus of this week's episode of McLean's Magazine on AMI-audio. The article takes a critical look at the Premier's political stances and decision-making and asks the question, can she keep the province happy without sparking a national crisis? Don Dickinson has more. Don is the content curator for AMI-audio. Hello, Don. Hi there, Dave. How are you this morning? (laughs) Don, I am excellent. I find Danielle Smith to be a fascinating political character, so I'm glad to have this conversation. The article itself is titled The Unsteady Reign of Danielle Smith, so I think you can kind of tell where Luke Rinaldi is uh, starting from in this conversation. Uh, Rinaldi describes Danielle Smith as the most polarizing politician in Canada. What did the author have to say about that? Well, I got to agree with you there, Dave. Uh, not only the most polarizing uh, politician in Alberta, but arguably in Canada, uh, thanks largely to her inability to keep her foot out of her mouth and her susceptibility to some truly, and I mean truly, Dave, out there ideas. In the lead up to the campaign, she mused about privatizing hospitals and claimed that cancer is preventable until it reached stage four. She baselessly claimed Cherokee ancestry, that I didn't even know about that one, and refuted the existence of mass graves around residential schools last March on a right-wing social media platform uh, called Locals.com. She trumpeted the fiction embraced by QAnon, of all people, or of all associations, that Russia invaded Ukraine to fight neo-Nazis and shut down U.S.-funded bioweapons labs. So, yeah, she's... um, I mean, you probably know more about Alberta politics, but I, I, when I read this article, I thought, Boris, this is a unique individual. <laughs> uh, Danielle Smith is not shy to share her opinions or thoughts on uh, a lot of matters. There's uh, no doubt about that one. So Smith, regardless of maybe some of these controversial political stances, did win a majority government, maybe a smaller majority than the previous uh, conservative government in Alberta, but still a majority, and the popular vote number was still over 50%. How have Albertans been responding to Premier Smith post-election? Well, as you say, on May 29th, uh, voters basically uh, held their noses and elected uh, Ms. Smith uh, with a smaller majority than any other Conservative government in decades. And now Albertans, Albertans are trying to figure out really which Danielle Smith is going to get the job done. Because... Um, you know, she's been poised. She's been, uh, you know, a, a plain speaking uh, politician, as you say. But she's also been a bit paranoid. She's been a populist who spouts all kinds of disinformation. Um, 
she's also had you know provoked a lot of 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 uh, worry let's say <laughs> and almost a constitutional crisis uh to win concessions from ottawa and so she, there's a lot of people i mean even the cover of the art of the uh magazine itself says uh on uh, uh on the cover it says visionary uh um uh conspiracy theorist uh folksy kook like they're just they're just throwing it all out there you know journalists and whatnot yeah. because <laughs> because people like i don't know like i say i don't follow it like you do i don't know this woman but from the article what i read is that you know she, she basically says what she has to say to get elected uh, there's something to be said, though, about a politician who does speak out and speak openly. The one thing that I think this article failed to communicate, you know, it calls her folksy. I would say she's a great communicator, right? And this is the, okay. this is one of the things that I would say mass Canadian political media does. They underestimate people because they think that, well, their policies are a little bit out there or their beliefs are a little bit out there, so therefore we will underestimate them and kind of criticize them. And an article like this, I think, only will further entrench like the Smith supporters and only sing to the choir of the Smith haters. Um, yeah, when you talk about like, when they say like, kooky this, kooky that, that, it really underestimates someone who has been a pretty great communicator, does seem to have her party, at least her party, in line with her, right? This notion of like a tearing at the seams of the United Conservative Party in, in Alberta, that story is like a year old. Like Jason Kenney was ousted almost a year and a half ago. That That's an old narrative that the mass Canadian political media likes to kind of stick with. And they, they're doing the same thing to Pierre Polyev, right? They, they, they're looking at right. Pierre Polyev and saying, oh, look at this guy with his out there thoughts, except that he's a pretty good communicator. He's got a couple ideas. Again, whether or not you agree with the politics, there's this mistake that gets made in Canadian media over and over again, where you underestimate people because you think, oh, pff, no one's going to get along with the idea of an Alberta pension plan, Alberta creating their own pension plan. And I'll admit, Danielle Smith does not help herself when she shows up at the press conference and says, yeah, we do want to create our own and we want to take half of the Canada pension plan to do it. Right. So, so I will admit, right. There are these moments of bombast and wildness that maybe undermine Danielle Smith uh, herself. But there is this a flip side of it, which is the mass media should not be uh, writing things like they're kooky, crazy and wild because then you're immediately dismissing someone and immediately underestimating someone and only allowing their supporters to further entrench themselves around them as what they might call a rebellious spirit. Mm, yeah, absolutely. On the other far side of that, Dave, you, when you underestimate, you get somebody like Trump get in power, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody said the same thing. You know, there's no way that he's going to get in power. He's in that case and all the rest of it. And and then, of course, we realize that he is in that case. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm not going to. You know what? I'm not going to dispute you on that one. I don't care what hate mail comes <laughs> in on that one. Donald Trump definitely uh, constitutes uh, uh, unstable and uh, a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a nutbag. No doubt about that one. I think I might have used some ableist language there, but I'm comfortable with it. Don, we've only got about two or three minutes here for the next article, but it is an interesting one. It's called Feast or Famine by. Jake Legu. The this article is about a third generation farmer. He thinks the industry needs more skilled labor to survive. Don, instead of sort of breaking this down piece by piece, what are the big takeaways from this article, Feast or Famine? 
Well, the big takeaway is that, uh, you know, farmers are in dire straits, Dave. I mean, uh, there's all kinds of things working against them these days, uh, but basically labour is number one. 40% of Canadian farm operators will retire in the next decade. I mean, that statistic alone, oh my God, that'll coincide with a shortfall of 24,000 workers on farms, as well as in nurseries and greenhouses. And it's not uncommon for retired workers to come back and help out. But, you know, once they get to a certain age, that's that 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 doesn't make any sense anymore. You know, they can't do those kind of hours. They can't do the 12 to, to 15 uh, hour days that it takes. And I mean, farming is a very, very, very difficult mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so basically, the report that they did found that Canada has one of the worst skills shortages in food production compared to other major food exporting nations. And worse still, roughly two out of three Canadian farmers do not have a succession plan in place. So it's not good news. And we have to do something about this pretty well immediately. Mm. Don, it's so true. When you think about food costs, right, how much has that been a headline the last year? And even longer than that, but over the last year talking about food costs. And part of that is the ability to produce food domestically. And you need farmers to do that. Yep, yep. You need farmers to do that, you know. And, you know, birth rates as well, right? As birth rates in Canada have collapsed over the last couple of decades, uh, you know, the available workforce has shrunk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I mean, I, you know, we say this all the time. We talk about this. There's a lot of Canadians that just don't want to work. They don't want to do that hard labor, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've, we, we've really got to, you know, we, we did that big, big uh, profile with them. Um, the minister, Sean Fraser, when he was the minister of immigration and talking about the fact that we've got to get people into the country to do this kind of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Don, thank you for this. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you for bringing such interesting articles to the table. You're very welcome, Dave. Bye-bye. That's Don Dickinson, content curator for McLean's Magazine. You can find McLean's Magazine weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. Coming up next, there's an emerging generation of disability leaders and activists. Rabia Khader looks ahead to the future of disability advocacy. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.